Please be advised, nothing in this podcast should be taken as therapy, medical care, or mental health care advice. Topics discussed by the host and guests reflect their own personal experiences and are not intended to replace the services of medical or mental health professionals. And please know, if you are having any thoughts of self-harm or taking your own life, please call or text 988. Help is available 24-7. And get this, because a lot of our stress is centered around our mind as we think about and process the stress, It makes it nearly impossible for us to solve the problem of becoming less stressed. In fact, I'm sure you can relate to this in some degree or another. Oftentimes, when we try to mentally think our way out of stress, it creates more stress and anxiety because, well, we're focused on the stress and how we don't want to be stressed and what can I do to not get stressed? And that stresses us out. And of course, all of that just compounds the stress, frustrating us more that we can't actually calm ourselves and de-stress. It becomes this endless cycle. I'm Rick Schwartz, life coach, public speaker, and all-around curious guy. My curiosity, my life, and the lives of the many people I have worked with have taught me time and time again that there are challenges to overcome and successes to celebrate. You're listening to We All Have Something, a podcast about the human experience, a podcast about celebrating our authentic self. So let's get started. Welcome to another episode of We All Have Something, and I've got to be honest with you, I'm going to try and keep this one short and sweet. I'm feeling under pressure. I've got a lot to do. I'm feeling stressed, and that is because there's a lot of things out of my control right now happening. So I'm recording this on a Thursday, and I've got to have it ready to go on Tuesday. I normally have at least a week or so advance ahead when it comes to podcast scheduling. This week got away from me thanks to work things popping up, extra meetings going on. My daughter had some extracurricular things, and this weekend when I'm hoping to edit, also have extra things to do. So I'm feeling the stress. And speaking of stress, well, guess what? We're near the end of the year, which means, well, we're right smack dab at the cusp, the beginning, the starting point. Perhaps it even already started and you're behind a little bit the holiday season. Ugh. There's a lot of stress around that, whether it's holiday gatherings, family gatherings, things going on at work, other events, events for family members that we have to attend with them, for them, bring them to all these things. Schedules change because school lets out. We try to take holidays when we can. We want to travel sometimes as well. And don't get me started on the gift purchasing, gift giving aspect of the stress because, oh my gosh, that can be quite a nightmare as well, at least for some of us. And that leads us into what this episode is all about, and that's stress. Stress is something that can really take over our life. It is something that can cause all sorts of challenges, health and mental, for us. And as we go through life in general, it has a fair amount of challenges that it brings along with it. Now we're heading into the end of the year, and that can add that much more. You know, I didn't even go into then what the new year can sometimes do to us. Obviously, there's all those stresses that can compound in general, but sometimes they can also bring up memories of things in the past, whether they're good or bad. They can cause us to have a reaction just to thinking about the things around us that are going on in the holiday season, family-based, relationship-based, or just feeling like you haven't accomplished anything this year. That all compounds it that much more. What this episode's about is to talk about why that happens, where it comes from, and how you can better navigate yourself through these stressful times. The first step is going to be understanding what stress is. Stress is usually defined as a signal from the mind telling the body that something needs to change. 
But what signals the mind to do that? Well, it's usually a physical event of some sort that occurs. So perhaps a negative interaction with somebody or maybe a stressful event like you've lost your phone or you've misplaced your wallet and you start to stress about that. And as your body's going through these physical events, it triggers the mind to go, hey, something's not right here. We need to change this. There's also another version of stress, and this can be the mental or emotional-based stress. This is when the mind is thinking about something stressful, or maybe something has occurred that triggers a memory of a stressful event. So again, going into the holidays, that could be something. The stress then grows and continues as our brain processes the event, the memory, or the experience itself strictly within the mind only. Now, here's where the mind is trying to tell the body something needs to change. Stress will cause our brain to kick in a, a brilliant series of events in a matter of nanoseconds as, as signals bounce throughout the brain in different parts of the body and different glands. And this is basically what happens is it starts to release a series of different chemicals and hormones. We're talking adrenaline, cortisol, catecholamine, and a handful of other hormones and chemicals that increase blood flow, increase the heart rate, allows us to process sugars and release fat stores. All of this happens quickly and fast. And that it even, oh, get this, even dilates the bronchioles of the, of the little tiny tubes inside your lung, dilates them to allow air to travel faster so we can exchange oxygen and CO2 quicker. Now, these are all great things to have happen, especially if the stressor is something we need to run away from or fight. You remember the whole fight or flight thing? We've talked about this in previous episodes. But more often than not, our stress of today, remember talking about the mental side of it, is not something we're going to either run away from quickly or fight. Whether we have a negative interaction with another human being at work or somewhere else, whether it is a memory of something that happened or a thought process that we get stuck into that causes stress, having all of these things release into our body isn't really serving us well in our modern times. And if we're dealing with stress over a period of extended time, all of these things can take quite a toll on us. All those chemicals that are really brilliant for the body to release in a physically stressful moment that allow us to survive challenges, unfortunately, when it starts to happen repeatedly, well, this, this is the thing. Stress starts to disrupt our sleep. And if you're stressed out or have been stressed out, you know that's a fact. It also can challenge things in our system. It can exasperate or cause heart issues, damage our vascular system in general because of the dilation of the vascular system that's occurring because of these chemicals. It also can really challenge our immune system, opening us up to get sick or ill from other things that perhaps our immune system, when we weren't stressed, could have fought off appropriately. And get this, because a lot of our stress is centered around our mind as we think about and process the stress, it makes it nearly impossible for us to solve the problem of becoming less stressed. In fact, I'm sure you can relate to this in some degree or another. Oftentimes, when we try to mentally think our way out of stress, it creates more stress and anxiety because, well, we're focused on the stress and how we don't want to be stressed and what can I do to not get stressed? And that stresses us out. And of course, all of that just compounds the stress, frustrating us more that we can't actually calm ourselves and de-stress. It becomes this endless cycle. So what are we supposed to do? This, I mean, just talking about it for the last few minutes has stressed me out. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot going on, but then just to really, it feels like this downward spiral that we can't pull out of when you describe it like that. When you talk about that, it's like, oh gosh, 
So what are we supposed to do to get out of this, to survive this? Here's the thing. A lot of it is this sort of attitude or looking at it in a preventative way. And I know you're like, well, I'm already stressed, so preventative is not going to help, but he thinks so much. It's okay. When you are even in it, you can do these next two things we're going to talk about, and it's going to help support your body and your mind in being able to extract out of the stress with a little more grace, with a little more ease. It's not going to be a magic pill. You're not just going to flip a switch and like, ha look, Rick told me to do these things and now I'm all better. It's a process and it's a process that you need to maintain. It's like a, it's like exercising a muscle. You need to go in and, and exercise it so when you actually need it, it's strong and ready for use. Speaking of exercising muscles, that's actually the number one thing. The number one thing is, well, remember what we talked about. Remember how we talked about all those chemicals the brain releases into the body to say, hey, we need to get out of this situation. We need to change where we are. So you have all of these chemicals going in your body that says, here, now you can move your body. We've released a bunch of extra energy and we're opening up all the things to make it go faster. The heart's going to go. Everything's going to go. So go. If and when you exercise, what you're doing is you're allowing the body to express, to move, to use these hormones and chemicals that stress causes. So you're like, well, what if I go to the gym in the morning, but later in the day, it's stressful? Well, guess what? Because you're already working your body, your body can better manage stress when those chemicals get released into it. Not saying that that's, that's perfect. Hey, do that all the time. I don't want you stressed. But if you're exercising and moving your body on a daily basis, this allows your body to manage and work through stressful moments with a little more ease. You come out of it a little sooner. It doesn't affect you physically as much. I know, I know, I get it. Not everyone wants to join a gym. Sometimes gyms can be intimidating. And I'm lucky. I live in San Diego. I can go for a run all year round. Not everybody can do that. That's fine. You don't have to join a gym. You don't have to practice to get ready to run a marathon. What you do need to do is set aside 10 to 15 minutes every day to move your body to get your heart rate going. Honestly, most people point to 30 minutes being the best, but I want you to be realistic with your goal setting. First, start with five minutes and then move it to seven minutes and then move it to 10 and slowly go from there. And you're like, well, I'm not going to buy exercise equipment. I'm not going to go out for a run or a walk. The weather's crud outside. Fine. Put on your favorite music crank it up and start dancing around your house or your apartment or wherever you are. Move your body. Break a sweat. I don't care how or what you do. Hula hoop for all I care. Maybe you want a hula hoop. I don't know. Do something though and do it on a daily basis. Even if it means doing push-ups and sit-ups at home, something to get your body moving. It will help your body process all of those chemicals and hormones. And again, it conditions your heart to be more readily available and able to handle the increased stress that stress causes. The other one of this is, is incredibly popular now. I would have to say the pandemic seems to have made this one more popular because a lot of us were, well, we had time to do these things and we had time to kind of reevaluate and try to deal with stress in those moments and the anxiety that was around all the things going on uh, around the pandemic. And that's meditation. And before you pause this podcast and go to a different episode or something else, just hold on, hear me out here. I know we've heard a lot about meditation. Honestly, nowadays, there are more opportunities to learn about and understand meditation for free than there have ever been in the history of humans. I mean, before you had to find somebody who was doing meditation or maybe old writings or a book, maybe if you're lucky on meditation or study it through somebody else some way that they have learned it in a class or something. 
now you've got YouTube, you've got countless apps. In fact, it's almost gone to the other side of the spectrum, honestly, where there's so much stuff. It's like, I don't even know where to start. Too many options. I feel overwhelmed. Listen, start looking around for free five-minute meditations. There are other podcasts out there that are just episode after episode of different meditations. There's uh, different meditations on YouTube that are free, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you want to do. And this is why it's important. This is why understanding connecting with your body and your breath and your mind is important. After a week's worth of meditation, you're not going to be like, ta-da, I'm perfect. Now, after a week long of of doing meditation, the world's not going to suddenly click into place and everything's going to feel perfect. This takes time, just like the exercise does, just like anything else you're going to be doing. You have to give it time. Give yourself a minimum of 21 days, absolute minimum of 21 days of doing this because when you finally get into that 25th day, that 30th day, that 40th day, you'll be able to look back and go, huh, this is, this is actually working. I can do this. And the, the value in meditation is it allows you to center yourself, to focus in on your breathing, where you're feeling certain things in your body, and allows your mind to draw that focus inward. And this is why it's important when it comes to dealing with stress. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, when we are stressed, we want to problem solve. We want to be able to solve the challenge of being stressed with our mind, but our mind is already transfixed. It's already attached to that stress as we roll it around and replay it and think about it. And because we get, here's the other side effect of stress, by the way, I totally forgot to mention this earlier. When all those hormones and chemicals get dumped into our body, what happens is our brain starts to only be able to focus on one thing. And that's the stress, the thing that's stressing us out. This goes back into the survival mode, that fight or flight, because if you start contemplating other things around you while you have to decide, do I run away as fast as I can, or do I have to physically fight this thing that's stressing me? your brain would not be able to to survive. You wouldn't survive being distracted by other things. So it's all part of that equation of all these different chemicals and hormones are being dumped into you. Your mind is like, look, I can't think about anything else right now. I can only think about this. I have to solve this particular problem that's causing stress so I can survive. But if you go, well, but I don't want to be stressed anymore. I want to think my way out of this. You're asking your brain to do something it can't. You're asking to both go in drive and reverse at the same time. It's not going to work. But when you have been practicing meditation, you have been practicing the breathing skills and the thoughtfulness and mindfulness that comes with that, then when stress does hit, you can actually put it in neutral. Instead of trying to push it into drive or reverse, you put it in neutral. And this is going to allow you to better work through the stress. It does not allow the stress to impact you as much. So think of it this way. Think of it this way. When you're doing exercise and you're doing meditation, Is it going to stop the stress from happening? Absolutely not. Will it allow you to safely navigate through the stress with a little more grace and ease? Absolutely. Here's the analogy I have for this one, and I think it's really accurate. When you were a kid, if if you did fire drills at school, you know, when I was growing up, we did fire drills, I think, at least once a month. And in my 12 years of going through school, we never had a fire. We never actually had to do a true fire alarm response. But we did these drills every month or every other month, maybe it was. And we all knew exactly where we were supposed to go, how we were supposed to conduct ourselves, every part of what we need to do to get out of the building safely and get to a safe area to stay away from the building so firefighters could do their job. We knew what to do. In the case of that emergency then, if it would have happened, There might have been some adrenaline. There might have been some panic, a little disorder, perhaps, if there was smoke or flames. But we knew what we were supposed to do already. We had practiced it enough that we wouldn't have to really even think about it. 
Exercising your body and practicing meditation is your fire drill for the actual event. It doesn't mean the event can't happen or won't happen. It doesn't mean that there won't be a little bit of disorder or anxiety around the event. It just means because you've already allowed your body to work these things through, you will go through it so much more smoothly. It won't impact you as much. The stress will probably still have all of the side effects. But if you can use then your physical movement to help alleviate that stress, you know how you feel after physical movement. Maybe after a stressful event, you're like, you know what? I got to go do this thing. I got to go dance to my music. I got to go do my yoga. I got to go run around the block a few times. Even a brisk walk. You know, find a treadmill somewhere if the weather's bad. Whatever it may be for you, physical movement will help you. And because you've been doing your meditations and everything else, it'll allow you that when the onset of that single focus stress occurs, you can breathe. You can focus on certain parts of your body, get your brain to then focus elsewhere away from the stress, releasing the grip the stress has on your mind. And like I said, these things aren't going to be a magic pill. They're not going to flip a switch all of a sudden. You need to start doing these things with the idea that you're not looking for the end result to be your stress-free. You're going to start doing these things, understanding that in the long run, you'll be able to handle the stress life brings you as you're moving forward. So with that said, I need to move forward as well. I need to wrap this up so I can get it edited and out on time. This is what? There's three. This will come out November 8th. This is a, so one, two. There are three more episodes left in this season. We extended into November. So the next two episodes will have some guest interviews that I think you'll be excited to hear from. I'm excited. I can't wait to interview them. And then the last episode will be part two of your questions answered. With all of that said, I hope you did find some value in this episode or any other episodes you've listened to. And honestly, if you have, I really want to sincerely ask you to share this episode or any other episode of We All Have Something with somebody you think who might get something out of it. You never know. You never know what someone's going through and what they might find valuable. And also, if you have a moment, hey, Leave a review or give us some stars or thumbs up wherever you might listen to your podcast. That does tell the algorithm that, hey, you know, this might be of interest to other people looking for this kind of information as well. And it allows you to help kind of send that ripple out further into the world to help others. And be sure to subscribe if you haven't already, because like I mentioned, the next couple of episodes have some great interviews. I think you're going to find a lot of value in. I'm excited about them. I don't want you to miss them. Also, you can always stay in touch with me too. Find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of that. I love to put out inspirational and thoughtful content. You're welcome to reach out to me there if you'd like. And if social media is not your thing or you're looking for even more information on my work, go to coachrickschwartz.com. That's coachrickschwartz.com. There you can sign up for my newsletter. You can also look at maybe if you want. You can book a free 30-minute session with me. It's a discovery call where we talk about what's going on in your life. We talk about the kind of coaching that I offer. If we both feel that's a good match, I'm happy to be your coach. If after 30 minutes we decide, eh, not so much, doesn't, not really a good match, but hey, a good talk anyways, no problem. I love having conversations with people and seeing if there's any way I can inspire you or help you through whatever you might be dealing with. I'm going to wrap it all up by saying thanks again for listening. I really do appreciate it. Have a good one, everybody. 